This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 19th of November in your Squiz today, naming an unknown sailor, a pause on Victoria's pandemic bill, China's missing tennis champion, and a mango revolution. This is your Squiz today. It's been a big week of news, Claire, so we're starting with a different kind of story this morning. Today marks the 80th anniversary of a World War II naval battle between the HMAS Sydney II and a German ship called HSK Camoran. All of the 645 men on board the HMAS Sydney died in that battle, and today the identity of the only body ever recovered from the Australian ship has been revealed. Let's get our bearings first. I didn't realise the Germans got that close to Australia in World War II. It was pretty close, as you say, 100 kilometres off the Western Australian coast, and that was in 1941. Uh, the sinking of the Sydney was Australia's, and it remains Australia's greatest naval tragedy, as you say, 645 souls lost. The Sydney was hit at close range, and it was actually able to get off some shots at the Camoran, and it went down as well. 80 Germans died of their 300. 97 sailors. The resting places of those ships and of course those men was unknown until 2008. Uh, Of course many many families who had lots of questions about what happened to their loved ones. Yeah which brings us to this unknown sailor. His body washed up on Christmas Island on a life raft about two months after the battle. Locals buried him and in 1950 a photo of the gravesite was given to the Navy by a historian. In 2006 his body was exhumed and efforts began on identifying him which brings us all the way up to today. He's been given his name Claire. What media this morning says is that the unknown sailor is Thomas Wellsby Clark. He was 21, he was tall, he had fair hair and he's a Queenslander. The effort that went into uncovering his identity was absolutely extensive. It took a very long time and the hope is that it gives not just his family but the families of those other Australians who lost their lives in war uh, some hope that they haven't been forgotten. It's an incredible story, a really nice bit of history and science coming together to give this unknown sailor a name. Stand by for more to come from the Australian War Memorial today. They'll be giving a press conference to give more details about Thomas Wellesby Clark. On to the latest now in the William Tyrrell investigation. With William's foster mother being named as the only person of interest in the case, there's a renewed focus on her testimony now. Gary Jubelin, the detective formerly in charge of the case, had a bit to say yesterday. Yeah, he did an interview on Sydney Radio and what he said is that the claims of the foster mother and the foster parents were well and truly interrogated uh, in his investigation. Jubelin took on that case about five months after William went missing and he was on the case until 2019. So he was on it for about five years. Uh, He says that all of the theories and all of the evidence around the foster parents in the home was tested at that time. He says that at the time that he was taken off the investigation, there was, and this is the quote, absolutely no evidence that made me suspicious in regards to their involvement. 
As for the search itself, police have ruled out any abnormalities beneath the garage after inspecting it with special radar equipment on that house in Kendall in the mid-north coast. They're going to continue to search other areas around the home. Checking in now on the pandemic bill in Victoria, no outcome as yet on the legislation that would give the Premier slash government of the day the power to declare a pandemic and instigate health orders. That power currently sits with officials in the health department. The debate's been adjourned while the Labor Party works on getting the numbers they need to get the bill passed. If you're a politics junkie, it's a pretty interesting case of what's <laughs> happening there in Victoria. But of course, this is also tied to the pandemic and how the Victorian government is going to handle COVID restrictions going forward. Uh, what happened yesterday, as you say, is that that bill has been suspended. There's been lots of discussions and lots of commentary uh, about crossbench upper house members being ignored and not consulted with in the lead up uh, to that bill going Going to the vote and of course now that it's suspended there's lots of conversations that are happening uh, there's some speculation that there might be a special sitting and consideration of it today so a long way to play out. The current emergency powers are due to expire on the 15th of December so there's a bit of time pressure to get this resolved. Over to China for this story. Claire, reports say that tennis champion Peng Shui hasn't been seen or heard from since she accused China's former vice president, Zhang Gaoli, of sexual assault earlier this month. An email supposedly from Peng Shui saying that she is safe and that the allegations are untrue has been circulated by Chinese state media, but people aren't buying it, Claire really not buying it. There's a, a lot of commentary uh, about how bizarre this email is. What that email says is that the allegations that she raised on Chinese social media aren't true uh, and that she's not missing um, nor unsafe. Uh, alarm bells really did go mm. off, uh, including from Steve Simon, who is head of the Women's Tennis Association. It's the governing body that governs world women's tennis. Uh, what he said is that he's attempted to contact her and that's been uh, completely unsuccessful. Uh, he has also said that top level tournaments could be pulled from China as early as next year uh, if there isn't evidence that she is safe. Players such as Naomi Osaka and Novak Djokovic have also expressed concern for her well-being and the governing body of the men's tennis, the ATP, has joined the WTA in that call for a full investigation. Now, Claire, when you told us in the office that there was a new way to cut mangoes, we didn't believe you until we saw this clip. I have to admit, it does look kind of genius. We're heading into summer. What is this mango revolution? Well, instead of cutting the cheeks off on either side and scraping <laughs> those out and, you know, then doing what you like to do with the seed, whether that's bin it or whether that's put it in your gob and try and get as much mango <laughs> off it. Um, that isn't the way to do it according to this technique. What you do is you go sort of around its circumference uh, and then if it's pretty ripe, you can just twist it and one whole side comes off, sort of much like I do a peach, kind of make that cut around the middle and then twist yeah. it a little bit and then you get one whole side without a seed. Uh, yeah, pretty divisive. People seem to have very strong views about all, how to cut a mango. All I know is I'm desperate to give it a go. So I know what I'll be doing this weekend. But it also leads us nicely into our recipe recommendation for the week, a non-bake Weiss-inspired mango cheesecake. 
Yeah, well, when you're practicing on all those mangoes, you're going to need <laughs> to do something, something to do with, with the fruit. So uh, I've pulled out a mango cheesecake, which I've done before. And like you say, it looks like a waste bar. It's pretty specky uh, and definitely one to have a go at. It's not that hard either. And as you say, there's no cooking involved. So it's one of those non-baked cheesecake things and it's really delish. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. Squeeze the day. What's on your radar? Probably be keeping an eye out for that announcement from Canberra from the War Memorial about the unknown sailor. I think that's quite a special moment. Yeah, agree. One to watch. Uh, For me, it was hard to pick just one. It's Oz Music T-shirt day today if you want to whack on a band tee and support Aussie music. The longest partial lunar eclipse in 600 years is happening tonight. And then Adele is also releasing her next album today. If you ever want the full list of Squiz the Day, it is, of course, in the Squiz Today newsletter. And we cover across the weekend on a Friday. gives you sports times and things like that. Also, links to Friday Lights and details of the stories we cover here in the podcast. Head to thesquiz.com.au to get that in your inbox. And, of course, you can also see what we're featuring as our pick from Buy From The Bush today to get your Chrissy shopping sorted. One for maybe a guy in your life today. It's slippers. They're from Junie. Mm-hmm. Every bloke needs some slippers, and these are a little <laughs> bit special because they're sort of Ugg booty type ones, but they're slippers. They're not boots. <laughs> I haven't explained that very well, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I know what you mean and they look pretty good and there is a case to be made for uh, for getting slippers even though it's summer because you need slippers when it comes to winter time. Check that out on our social channels or a link in your episode notes. It's also our full gift guides are on the website. That's all from us today. Have a good weekend and we will be back with you on Monday. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.